Hey guys, welcome to True Opinions Podcast. And we're going to interview politicians, we're going to interview journalists, we're going to interview all them kind of people. And today we have Alex Norris. Um, he is a local politician, but he also is is Labour, who there always been a huge supportive over Labour, always have been, because mainly because of certain situations have been gone off in my life and also because just to low personal opinions and i've always been a fan of jeremy corbyn of course because because you know he's a he's a nice book of course but i have a few questions alex which right. i would like to ask and these are these are these are also questions that i've i've also gone around i've also asked other people okay. through the um you know the Labour group. I've also asked some of these questions. Have you heard of the Socialist Party group? Yes. Yeah, the Socialist yeah. Campaign Group. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, or, my mom was actually a member of them. Oh right. Okay. okay. Yeah, and I've got some of the questions from her as well. So. Oh great. So these are some of them from there. So I thought these are. So I'm going to ask the basic ones, which you've probably been asked loads of times. I don't. Um, are you a family man? Do you have wife, kids, or anything? Uh, I've got a wife and two dogs, uh, but no children at this point. Um, what what made you interested in politics? Uh, well, simple, really. It's seeing things in the world that you don't think are right or you don't think are fair, um, and wanting to do something about it. And in my case, it was um running a campaign to save local college which was basically Hall college um mm -hmm. from closure because it didn't seem right that that was that that was being closed in an area that traditionally struggles with with education so we ran a campaign and we we saved the college and now it's been extended and rebuilt and through that i thought well you know what else could we change and what else needs to be better in the world so that's what got me into politics really um did you have a previous career uh, yeah, so I, I worked for a trade union called Unison. So I negotiated and bargained for uh, people working in the health service, which was great. I loved doing it. And in many ways, similar to what I do now, in the sense that I also help them with their challenges at work. So just like I help people now when they have problems, I used to help people when, with their problems at work, and that was great. I, I really I really loved doing that. Um, have, you, um, have you always lived... Um, so are you... I'll ask, I'll ask a double-sided question. Are you from Nottingham? Yeah. No, I'm, 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 no I'm from Manchester. Um, so I moved to Nottingham when I was 19 for, for university and have, have lived ever since. So I've not quite got my passport yet. Uh, <laughs> have you always supported Labour? Yeah, I've been a Labour voter all my life. It's, you know, not dissimilar to, to what you said at the top, Morgan, that, you know, you kind of look at, your life experiences and you look at your views and you kind of match them against the other political parties and um and it was the one that was most closely matched to mine and has always been the case so i was a member at quite a young age and, and i have been you know active ever since so yeah it's, it's always been the one for me really i i also i also do actually think it's because of not just because of that you also see you also see the problems which are going off in the world and the major people who 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 who, de who actually are the major and some some of those are people or maybe the leaders of the party or you know it depends like yeah. you said so um so obviously we've we've had a lot of 
obviously with the COVID-19 stuff, it's been very tragic. Um, how's your, how are you and your family and do, have you had any friends or family members, um, you know, um, with, yeah. with the virus? Yeah, I mean, I think the virus has touched most of our lives in some way. Um, yeah, a very good friend of mine was in hospital for a long time. We were very worried about him. He was on a ventilator for 10 days, but he's mercifully, he's much better now. Um, so, yes, I mean, ha happily myself and, and, and Emma, we, we, we've been fine. Uh, we're just following the rules as everybody else is. And then I've, I've been doing my best, obviously, as the local MP to try and make sure that people got food, that people are getting the right advice, that people, you know, aren't feeling isolated. And, you know, that's... So that's what I've been doing all day, every day, often staring into the laptop while we do it, just like this. <laughs> um, so do you, you know, with the current, like, you know how the instruction of Boris Johnson has been given? Yeah. Yeah. yeah do you yeah. agree? Because obviously a lot of people, me and, and everyone, and I will agree, and everyone will say that they are confused with the instructions they are giving. If you was Prime Minister, would you be as confusing, or do you think the Labour Party would be as confusing as Boris Johnson and, and the Tories have been? And, and do you agree with them being very confusing? Yeah, I mean, it, it would be hard. Whoever was doing it, it would be hard because we don't have very much experience. I can't think of anything similar like this. So we're kind of all learning as we go. And we want the government to succeed because that means people won't mm -hmm. uh, won't lose their lives. There won't be all those, you know, sad families and, and all that loss of potential. However, I think there's two things that's been clear for me throughout. Firstly, the government have been very slow. They were slow on lockdown. They were slow on testing. They've been slow on protecting social care, been slow on getting protective equipment out to staff on the front line um, and also the messages have become increasingly confusing and you know the, to a certain extent when it was just stay at home well then you just stayed at home and when you're trying to do a few more things it gets a bit more challenging but the, the, the most the, the hardest bit of it all was when he made his big Sunday night announcement about a month ago and it just was clear as mud and that really confused people I got lots of emails I had lots of phone calls about it so what we always say to them is just clear simple guidance and you know as I say that is hard but I think it's absolutely critical I, I just it's just it's not it's not because of it's not it's not just because they're confusing because it's like if you if you said for example why didn't why didn't it could I just think for some some for some cases, some kids, especially for children, one minute is saying the younger kids should go to school, one minute is saying older kids should go to school. Mm. And my mum has said, as a mother, and as my mum are as a mother, well both of them have said that that basically all kids should go to school think it should be all or nothing and, and it's a bit unfair and, and that's gonna confuse kids. And that's and I think I think that is and that's one major factor of why people are confused. Yeah, I do. I mean, the, the, the problem is it, if you kind of accept the principle that people have to be distant from each other, then you can't get as many children in school. And at that point, you do have to kind of prioritize which years think, you, you know, you need the learning for the most. Obviously, it's got to be year six at primary school because that big transition is into big school mm. next year is, is really hard but also your year ones because you want them to get off on a good start so the school stuff is tough the school stuff is hard um i think our teachers locally have done a, a good job i mean we shouldn't forget that those schools have been open most of the time in fact almost completely the whole of the time schools have been open for key workers 
can I just add a question onto it? Because this yeah, is it's it's to do with the school situation. Now, what um, the thing, the reason why, and I think this is a question that my mum would ask. Um, you know, when you come to special needs schools like Oakfield, yeah. you know yeah. Oakfield, right? Yeah, I know it very well. Yeah, yeah. The, the with between me distancing, that's going very hard for people. Very with. hard. So I don't, I don't see why I, I don't. I don't get how the two meet, how the how the measuring, how the how they measure it, and and the two meter distancing, and that's another question which my mom asked. Do you agree with the measuring the two meter distance? Well, you know, certainly for kids, whether it's at Oakfield or, or any anywhere with young children, you're going to find it hard to keep them two meters apart. That's just obvious. But if you're testing and if you're washing hands, you can take the maximum precautions you can to, you know, to make sure that you can do the best job you can. It won't be a perfect one. On the two metres, you know, some people say it should be two metres. Some people say it should be one metre. I've no problem with erring on the side of caution. Um, we've got to follow what the scientists say is best. Um, but in a case of where, you know, because obviously we say two metres, but the World Health Organisation says one metre, we should at least explain why that's different. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot more over this weekend about that and more in the newspapers for sure. And maybe more clear on wine, hopefully. I, I know this is too question because you just said you've always been a Labour support, but I've got a question. that Have you supported other parties? No, no. Not, not for me, I'm afraid. It's just, you know, I know some people are floating voters and I respect that, but I'm just yeah. not one of them. Um, are you friends of any politicians? Yeah, I'm friends with with obviously colleagues that I work with. I'm friends with our local councillors. Was you yeah. was you friends with Jeremy Corbyn? Can we ask? I didn't know him very well because obviously he was the leader of the party, and I um and I was just one of many, you know, two hundred and fifty MPs. So he he, had, mm -hmm. he was a very busy man, but he I, he did ask me to serve as part of his front bench team, which I was really proud to do, and I really appreciated that when he asked me. Do, um, do you um do you still respect him? Do you do you think he was a good leader? And what did you think of him? Well, you can't be a good leader if you don't win elections. I don't, you know, that's that's um, the purpose of political parties is is to win elections and secure power so you can do good things. So you know that obviously is is um is is a downside to his leadership and and whatever. But I know that he tried hard. He gave it everything he could. He inspired millions and millions of people, many of whom are still inspired today. So. He will definitely leave a legacy, but we've got to win elections. Do you think another question, last question, Jeremy Corbyn? I don't want to That's all right. That's um, okay. yeah, take too much time. Um, do you think he's still gonna do like projects to like do good things in the world? Oh, because, definitely. Cause, yeah, cause, yeah. Because he's a um, um, because yeah, because um, because I was gonna look into him because he seems like an interesting mm, person yeah. overall. Yeah, yeah. He might um, say yes as well. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I, I just wanted to get a few facts because I think he's, it, he's going to stay yeah. very active. I can that I know for certain. I've, I have had that conversation with him because he's around as as a backbench MP now, but he's doing doing lots of work and whatnot. So I, I expect we'll see quite a lot of him still. Oh, that's good. That's very good. And I because I think a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of there, there was a. A huge percentage of the Labour supporters who like Jeremy Corbyn, and mm. and they they actually they they you know and because of some people you know because of his background he came from much more of a normal 
background they wanted him they a lot of those labor sort wanted him to become prime minister for that mm. reason because they wanted a yeah. more normal person yeah. so i think it's nice to see that he's doing good things mm. in the world uh okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna do some more complicated questions is okay. that is that okay with you yeah yeah uh, i hope i'm ready for him now you know the transport with the masks yeah we're in masks yeah. and transport how 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 do, do you agree with the whole like map like the the work the mass the we're in the mass situation because obviously when you go in public transport now probably gotta wear masks mm. now do are you do you know how how they're going to dish them out to people um do you what what are your opinions on elderly and the, the disabled and spe people especially going on transport because they are more vulnerable what's your opinion on that yeah i think we do need to wear face coverings i mean the science suggests that it's not likely to stop you from catching it as much as it is if you've got covid and you don't know and that's you know will be more people than 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 you might think it, it can help stop you pass it on. So it's good, it's, it's an important part of tackling the virus. Obviously public transport is a place where you come into contact with lots of people. I'm not saying we're gonna enjoy it much, but I think we just have to do it. Um, you know how we, we came out, you know that story about the about the riots which are going off? Yeah. And, they were, and, there was, and that statue was pulled down. Yeah. Yeah. The, about of the who who parent according to the new labor leader of the pie i forget his name now but he said um, he down. said he was a slave trade um trader do you think that he's he thinks that the statue should have been taken down a long time ago and put in a museum what do you think yeah i do i mean i don't think there should be statues to people who made their money whatever they did with their money that they made their money by imprisoning and enslaving and selling other people killing thousands and thousands of them along the way um i think it's a cruel and brutal thing that we need to remember and, and learn more about and not not be building statues um i agreed with him as well though that just someone deciding one day that they're going to pull it down isn't really the way to do it there needs to be a proper democratic community decision to do that but we're certainly not going to miss that statue and i, I think they've fished it out now and they are going to put it in a museum <coughs> You know, you, what's your opinion kids going back to school? Again, if you was prime minister, what would you say and what ages would you say all or nothing? Would you say Pacific ages? What What's your opinion on I, that? I'd say you've got to work out how much room you've got in your school. So if you can only have a third as many as you normally will, then you have to choose a couple of school years. And I would choose year six for obvious reasons. And then year one, that's fine. I can kind of get what that. What do with senior schools what age uh, again we've got so, so who's the priority and i think for me it's the ones who are the year before their gcse's now because they've got a big year next year so it's about who would miss the, the learning the most and i think they would miss the learning the most so um, are you saying that, year 10s and 11s that we try yeah, to say well definitely 10 not definitely i mean 11, year 11 they're having their assessments done differently so perhaps not year 11s but definitely year 10s Hmm. And obviously, you'd hope with all with all the children, you should be able to social distance a bit better. 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, now, this is the last question I have for you. Um, you know, the shielding and advice, do you think it was inadequate? That's a tough question. I mean, it's really important that it was the right thing to do to tell people who were really vulnerable to shield, um, but they didn't get to everyone. And I've had some very sad cases of, of constituents where that's had a very bad impact. Um, so they, they didn't reach all the people they needed to do quickly enough. However, it is important. And I think that as we go into the next phase now, when we start to go out and, you know, we'll be able to go to shops again, and then maybe in a few weeks, we might even go be able to go to the pub again. We've got to remember that there's going to be some of the really extremely vulnerable people are going to be shielding for months and months and months yet. And we need to make sure we're doing things for them and we don't miss them out and we don't forget them. And that's what I worry a little bit about. Right. This is a question I won't written down, but I refer it because I think this is important Good. personally. So, because obviously they came out with the whole phones having COVID-19 trackers. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now they're saying that they want orphans to have it, but the, but do you think that that system is is it, it is inadequate? Because because obviously there is going to be older and older models of phones. Yeah. How do you do you do you think do you think it's too soon do you think they should have have had a more thought process do you mm. think it's do you think it's risky what's your opinion on those no i, I think it's the right thing to do um it's not it alone won't work on its own because as you say not not everybody will have it not everybody will even be able to have it the biggest problem at the moment is it doesn't work so you know there's no point even worrying about it at the moment because they can't make it work so until they've got something that works but i know i can only talk for myself I will definitely have it on my phone because that's part of my contribution to beating this horrible virus. Um, mm. And hopefully people will think that way because the point is you need to know if you've come into contact with somebody who's got it because then you need to isolate yourself and we'll hate it and it'll be horrible, but it's the right thing to do. Thank you so much into you, in, for letting me into you. I do apologise for the whole No, no, that's up. fine. That's <laughs> fine. Can, I finish by, can, I, can I finish by just saying something for, for viewers, Morgan? Yeah, yes, yeah. Of just, just, just to say that you know we're here to help. You know, I, you know, I live locally, I live in Bullwell. We've got an office in the middle, just off Bullwell Market. So please, you know, if you do need our help, please do come to us. Thank you very, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, just have to put you on screen so everyone can hate see you saying that because I think good. it was very, a very important message. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for letting me interview you. No, I will no problem be at all. I will be leaving links so so they can okay. go and find you and find all your stuff and and appreciate that um, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, thank you so much well, again for so watching me again. No problem. Um, and and I hope hope you hope you're doing well and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah thank you very mate. much. Lovely. We'll stay in touch and have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye See then. Right, right, guys, that was my interview with Alex Norris. I see you 
with the True Opinions podcast. Bye.